Welcome to the Mind Money Motion Program, where we focus on worrying less about money by keeping our mind and body healthy. I am your host, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, speaker, author, and founder of the education business called Mind Money Motion. My discussions on this podcast will help you improve your mind by maintaining a positive outlook and active brain, or your money by learning to use your financial tools wisely, or your motion by incorporating healthy diet and exercise habits, all so you can enjoy less worry and more life. I'm extra excited today to be sharing not only a guest, but a guest who has unique guests with her. Benita Yoder will be joining us to talk about the money aspect of our Mind Money Motion podcast from the standpoint of estate planning, with 60% of Americans still passing away without estate planning documents in place. It's definitely an area that we all need to know a little bit more about. A unique aspect of Bonita, who is an estate planning attorney, is that she's also a ventriloquist. So she will be having a couple of her guests joining us for this topic today. Welcome, Bonita. Welcome, Marie, and everyone who's here listening. Oh, hi, I'm Gladys. Don't forget me. Yes, this is Gladys. Or there's a will, there's a way. That's what we're going to talk about is that so many people don't have a will. Do you have a will, Gladys? No, I have mattress money. (laughs) My gold is in my mouth. You have gold in your mouth? Don't tell anyone. Don't tell. All right. Well, everyone should have a will. I have a strong will. I mean a paper will, the kind that talks about where your assets go, or a document, maybe not a will, maybe a trust. But as an attorney, I find that men really tend to drag their feet more than women. And yet you don't have anything written up. No, no. I'm a I'm a superwoman. I don't need to worry about anything happening to me. <laughs> Do you oh. find that that's what people think sometimes, Marie? Yes, absolutely. And you're right about the men. I can't tell you over the past 20 years how many times I've heard the man in the couple say, ah, I won't care. I won't be here anyway. It's interesting because in law practice, it's almost always now I don't mean this as a general stereotype. I'm just speaking as my own experience that it's almost always the woman and a couple, if it's a male, female, who will call and set the appointment. And oftentimes the man is kind of sitting there like this. <laughs> exactly. Thinking, but why are we here? That statistically, she's going to live longer and she might be the one to outlive him. That's statistically the case. You're right. I think the average length of time a a woman lives without her spouse is like 14 years. And yet at the same time, the other statistic that's interesting is the average age of a widow in the United States is 57. So it can happen either way. And that, I think, hopefully lends to the point that we do all need a will. I had a relative who was a probate judge and nobody could find a will after he died. 
you know, you've heard don't buy a car from a mechanic. <laughs> it's that same kind of thing. So it's, <laughs> and there was a story of an estate planning attorney who didn't have a will. That was his full-time practice. So it's do as I say, not as I do. Right. And all people who would know better. It's the plumber with the leaky pipes. pipes. Yep. Yes, yes, indeed. You know, the other thing that I find with, with folks is estate planning is the most back burner planning item of, of all the subject areas, you know, retirement planning, insurance, et cetera. And I think it's because it's not a fun subject, right? Who wants to think about when I'm gone or something bad happening, like ending up in the hospital? So today, right now, people ought to really be thinking about that. We don't know what's going to happen right now with any of this. Now, who's I'm this? Call me and I'll get you all set up. You can't be licensed in all 50 states. No, and that's something that's important. The lawyer you hire needs to be licensed in the state that you live in. Right. Yeah. So is this? I'll take, your, I'll, I'll take your case and refer it. Oh, Jerry. But it is important. Yes, it is. And the other thing, you want to tell us the big myth about wills? They do not avoid probate. A will doesn't avoid probate. No, a lot of people think it does, but it doesn't. Well, what does that mean then? It means you still got to have the will go through a, a process in court so that all the assets can be distributed to whoever they're supposed to go to. You know, that's funny because even my own sister thought by having a will, she would avoid probate and she's a smart cookie. That's just I, so common. I find that uh, as well. I think people feel like, whew, got the will done, yay, I'm finished. And they don't realize the title of the asset or the beneficiary designation is really a lot of times what gets things to go where they need to. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go to the bank and set up a POD, a POD. Pay the on debt. That's right. At your bank, your financial institution, they have a paper or form you could fill out and sign saying who you want your, your banking account to go to. And that's really important because the person doesn't have access while you're alive, but after you die, they have access so they can pay some of the immediate bills. And because often what happens is after people die, there's a period of time before they actually can have access to anything, even life insurance. I mean, you have to get the death certificate and turn that in. And it, to have a checking account that a person can draw in is very helpful to pay the, the minister. Yeah, or whoever. The song, song person, well, virtual now, but they can still sing, they can still sing on Zoom. It may be Zoom, but it's not gloom and doom. Okay. So Jerry and Bonita, where are you? Where are you uh, lawyers and attorneys these days? Well, we're in Lawrence, Kansas at the moment. Now, I happen to be licensed in Kansas and Colorado, and I do spend some time in Colorado too. Uh, so between Kansas and Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad she called us a lawyer and not a liar. 
Oh, oh I would yeah. never do that. <laughs> Some people don't know the difference. Well, yeah. At any rate, that other thing about the designations is sometimes people get divorced and then they forget to change the designated beneficiary on their retirement policy or life insurance policy and leave it the spouse unintentionally, the former spouse. And then they remarry, have a new spouse, and if something uh, happens, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> That's exactly right. I think that happens. People hear that and they don't believe it happens or how often it happens. I, I talked with a couple just this last year that They've been married for decades, and he was actually single before they got married, but never updated well, his... Well, thing. Oh. <laughs> Jerry, I take it you're single. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you're getting married, you should be single before you get married. Yes, oh. <laughs> that's a good plan. <laughs> so he had left his brother on as the beneficiary, and then he got married, and decades later, he thought he updated his wife, and... His brother got the 401k. Oh, brother. Wow. Okay, Jerry. Well, thank you for showing up there. And another thing that we might bring up is trust. Mm. Now, who's this? Who's this? Alice. Hi, Alice. Hi. What I do don't know if I can trust an attorney. Oh, well, that's who is supposed to draw up documents like a will or a trust. Not a realtor, not an accountant, not even a financial planner. And I always tell clients to be sure the attorney specializes in estate planning. That helps oh, too. Can't I do my own will? Some people do their own. Mm. Can I just handwrite it? Well, I'll tell you what, if you want to do your own, yeah, like on the internet, you really ought to take it to an attorney for review because different states have different requirements. Some require notarization, some a certain number of witnesses. Huh. I had a client once that did the fill in the blank will and we had an attorney review it. They missed initialing one page invalidated the whole entire will. See? Huh. It costs money for an attorney. An attorney costs some money up front, but it can save you thousands of dollars. In fact, it could save you tens of thousands of dollars if you do a trust instead of a will, avoid a will contest. But the thing about a trust is it does cost more money up front but you also have to actually transfer the title to the different property that you own. In other words, some people will do a trust and they don't transfer the title from the house to the trust or the vehicles or whatever, and it still goes through probate as if it was a will without a trust existing. Ugh! Wow! So actually, although it costs more money to have an attorney do all the transfers than to just throw off the trust papers, it can save a lot of money in the big picture to have the attorney handle the whole thing. Oh my goodness! I'm sure I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. It always pays to pay a little more up front. 
Yes, yes. The more you can do up front, the more you will save in the big picture. Not to mention, if you have a will contest, there's no trust and you have a will contest, the damage relationships mm -hmm. are a cost that you can't really put a figure on. Huh. So what you're talking about, Benita, is don't they call that process funding the trust when you yeah, retitle yeah. everything? Yes, yeah, fund, fund the trust, not fun, F-U-N, fund, F-U-N-D. Yes, funding any fun, I don't know if it's fun, it might be tedious to transfer documents and card titles and whatnot, but it's incredibly important. Oh, wow, oh, oh. Well, with this whole pandemic thing, maybe I better call an attorney. Yeah, I, I think you ought to. But actually, there's something that's helpful for an attorney, and that is to fill out a list of your assets, an inventory form, because if you go to the attorney without that, he or she can't give you as good of advice for your situation, whether to do a will, a trust, and what kind of designated beneficiaries you need to change, et cetera. But uh, one of the big things is when, if you go through a divorce, it's very important to check all of those assets and make sure that they're set up so that they go to whoever you want them to. And maybe part of the divorce agreement is that you do give that retirement policy to your former spouse, but you want to be intentional about it or that you give half of it, but you want to be intentional about it and make sure you know what's happening. Huh? Well, well, well. <laughs> hey, what about that cryptocurrency? Oh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, I had a coin the other day and I bit it. You bit it, oh. Well, that's a whole nother thing, but whatever your assets are, you need to even list those or your intellectual property. What's that? Intellectual property? It's like a book. I've written a book about real estate investing. It could be uh, online business courses. I mean, there are so many things that are intellectual property these days that may have value that you don't even think about. Not just pieces of art that you draw and paint, but things that can be reproduced. You mean like babies? Babies are not intellectual property. Well, I guess what <laughs> a mind, they have a mind of their own. That's true. That's, that's a intellectual will, I guess. <laughs> you know, well, but sorry, that, that list of assets is definitely one of the other common mistakes. I think that, that people don't think about doing in advance so that, you have a better idea of what you have and maybe what estate planning homework you have. So that's something that I've designed and we'll share some information uh, with our listeners at the end about how to get that copy so you can start on your own list. Oh, well, don't be listless, even if you do have ADHD. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an important topic and one that's so overlooked, but you know, Attorneys now are even having to adjust to this virtual world, not just speakers and performers, but a lot of attorneys have gone to Zoom meetings or some kind of virtual meeting with their clients. Mm -hmm. 
So you could actually meet with an attorney out of state. If you've gone somewhere to stay with friends or family temporarily, but you live in another state, you could set up a virtual meeting with an attorney there. Oh, what about signing the documents? There's even notaries that go out to the house. Realtors have used them for years. Mobile notaries will come and sign them if you're not wanting to leave the house for any reason. I have an attorney friend who has a client in a nursing home and he actually never met with her in person because she wasn't allowed to have visitors at the time. So they had a meeting virtually. He set up the documents, emailed them with specific instructions. They had a notary, the nursing home, who notarized the documents right there. Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm not in a nursing home yet. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, so Benita, in all of your years of experience helping people draft their estate planning documents, if you had to boil it down to one important thing that, that you want all of our listeners to hear that they should definitely do, because people die without documents, they have misunderstandings about a will, avoiding probate, and they procrastinate this. Usually it's the wife dragging the husband in, right? So... What, right. what would be your best advice? Well, my best advice, we'll say goodbye, Alice. Goodbye, Alice! <laughs> my best advice would be to make a list of your assets and contact an attorney. While you're waiting for your appointment, get those assets listed. You don't need to have the exact balance to the penny of things. You can just have an approximation so they know, do you have $10 or... $100,000 in this account. Also, if you have minor children, it's very important to have a will so you can designate who's gonna be the guardian conservator of those children. The most important thing is to do something. Even done is better than perfect, is a saying I've heard. Even if it's a will and not a trust until you get the funds together to get the trust properly set up and funded, that's a step, it's a baby step. Although if you really need a trust, don't think that's gonna take care of it. But it also in the meantime, you can contact your, your financial institutions, insurance companies, and get the designations on your accounts, uh, the motor vehicle department, all that. That sounds like a huge amount of work, but you take a baby steps, get going, and maybe, Set up your checklist, contact Marie. Go, she has a webinar periodically on estate planning. And if you attend one of her webinars and get one of her inventory lists, that'll give you a huge jump when you talk to an attorney. But the most important thing is contact an attorney, get the appointment set. That would be the best advice because if you're like me, when I have a deadline, that helps kick me into gear. If I don't set the appointment, you know, you could go forever, next month, next month, next month. But that'll give you some, you're gonna be paying money, so you better make use of that time. <laughs> That's great. So, so Bonita is right. The first step is to make the appointment with the estate planning attorney. And then, like she said, while you're waiting, before that appointment uh, happens on the calendar, 
you need to create a list of your assets. The attorney will ask that, need to understand that to, in order to give you the best advice. So I have de actually designed, after working with clients for 20 years, a list called My Financial Blueprint. It helps you compile a list of assets and I'll be offering workshops about how to fill that out and provide that uh, check sheet. It's quite a robust uh, check sheet. It's fillable online and we'll be starting to offer some virtual workshops on that in October. So you can find that information on mindmoneymotion.com. And Benita, where can folks find out more about you or contact you? They can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is mostly gonna be ventriloquism, but hey, 25 years, over 25 years experience as an attorney and a ventriloquist, I'm pretty used to putting words into people's mouths. <laughs> They can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn, Benita Yoder, that's B-O-N-I-T-A-Y-O-D-E-R, and my email, BenitaJoyYoder at gmail.com. My middle name is Joy, and I also do consulting with businesses about how to bring the fun and funny into your business, whether it be marketing videos, online video courses, there's all kinds of ways to use puppets and other ways to make things more fun and funny. Awesome, Bonita. Bonita Yoder will have all of her contact information in our show notes. Thank you for bringing fun into a normally uh, maybe unfun topic of estate planning. Thanks so much, Bonita. Thank you, Marie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Money Motion, where we shared how to worry less about money by taking care of our mind and body. You can find this podcast, past episodes, and related tools and resources at mindmoneymotion.com or find us on Facebook. You can also check out this and other great podcasts at csuitenetwork.com. Please join us next time for Less Worry, More Life. I'm Marie Burns. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.